Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today it is Coach Natalie and I talking about pivotal moments in our journeys, specifically uh, our fitness slash physique development journeys. This will be a fun topic to get into. Uh, one of the things that I find most helpful when clients are struggling or have the perception that they're struggling is kind of relating it back to our own journeys. Um, one of the interesting things about like watching the client journey once you've gone through it is oftentimes like someone's perception is that like, oh my gosh, I'm struggling and messing up so bad right now. Uh, and oftentimes it's like comparison to your coach or clients who seem to be way further ahead than you. When it's funny to like look at it from my perspective, it's so often, it's almost always like, I wish you could understand how much progress you have made in like six months to a year relative to like it took me like five six years to get to the point you're at and how much quicker like the relative progress you're making is um so i really think that again just digging into our own journeys um and kind of some pivotal moments things that we struggle with along the way the lessons that we have learned um because we've been both been doing this for a very long time um i think that'd be extremely helpful anything else you want to add there natalie before you just kind of get into your journey just that I think it always feels like whatever you're struggling with at the moment is like the biggest struggle ever. And you feel like you'll never work through it and you'll always yeah. be struggling through that thing. But it's kind of cool to zoom out and look at your journey and be like, oh yeah, I remember when I was working through that and it was like the biggest deal ever at the time. And it's like, you know, now it's like, I'm struggling with something else, no longer right. maybe that thing, but maybe a different version of it or, you know, so I just think it's interesting to look back um, and, and acknowledge, you know, some of the, the, the kind of pivotal, we keep calling it pivotal moments um, that kind of define your journey so far, like the big landmarks along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's an important idea as well. Uh, like if you, <sighs> kind of like we were talking about on our team call earlier, there is always going to be a new challenge, right? Where what that challenge is changes. But I mean, we recorded the podcast on like the uh, perfectionism. And I know we talked about one of my clients, actually, no, it was a podcast recorded with Andrea, my bad. Um, we recorded two very similar podcasts, but talking through um, kind of, we look at like struggles are really, and setbacks are actually like required for growth. Um, and like to illustrate this exact point, like the client who I had really like the whole podcast was centered around like a conversation that I had had with her and kind of reframing that for her and the way she perceived failure to again, like those setbacks being required part of growth. We had that conversation in a fat loss phase. She finished the fat loss phase. I actually shared her transformation, uh, recently at Purvis. She's done incredible, but then like the exact same challenge has come up in the reverse diet. Right. And that's normal. That's extremely normal, but it's funny to look at it as like, oh my gosh, like, Am I broken? Is there something wrong with me? Right. Am I failing? Because now, and as again, it's just part of the process, right? Every new skill we try to acquire, every time we're trying to like go to a new level, which most of us always are, there's always going to be a new challenge. Um, do you want to get into then your journey and kind of pivotal moments in your journey? Yeah. I also want to say that, you know, it, this came to mind because we were talking about it earlier on the team call. Um, this idea that like, at some point, you're just going to be done struggling. You know, like you're just going to have it all figured out at some point and like, oh, wow, this is smooth sailing from here on out. And that's just not true. Um, and I think, 
I think that makes it so much harder for most people. And I know we talked about, we're talking about that in our own personal lives. Like when you have that expectation, again, like anytime you're saying you want to grow and change, you're basically saying, I want to put myself through a period of challenge. Because again, that's just what's required in order to continue to grow. But having that expectation that as someone is going to be effortless, I'm never going to struggle again. I think in like almost any area of life just like sets you up to be frustrated and feel like you're failing. When again, that's just how every growth in every area of life is. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone who is goal driven would be happy to reach right. like nirvana, <laughs> you know, where, um, where nothing is and nothing is a struggle. Right. You know, like that, that those things are kind of oxymorons. So it's kind of interesting when you think about it. I know I'm definitely guilty of this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like work, work, work at some point, you know, I'm I'm no longer going to be struggling with my sleep or this or that, you know, and the reality is, is like, I would be bored out of my mind if I ever mm-hmm. reached a point where like I had it all figured out, like, because I promise you, I would then find something else like to learn. Right. that I didn't already know or something because I wouldn't be challenged. You know, that's something I've thought about a lot. Actually, it is interesting how much like we want growth. We want to accomplish things. And then at the same time, we like tell ourselves we don't want the difficulties that come along with that, but we're oftentimes more happy. Like when we don't have that, it is just interesting. Like how all that kind of goes together. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into your journey before we get too philosophical here. <laughs> um, we'll save that stuff for later. Um, well, I was going to kick things off with my sort of intro into, you know, bodybuilding hypertrophy training. Um, but I'm, I'm going to skip over that one because I'm not sure it's kind of relevant to the, the greater topic here. Okay. So, um, I participated in a boot camp class, uh, when I was living in Hong Kong, um, prior to that, uh, I was doing, you know, some spin classes, dance classes, um, things of that nature. And I had a friend who convinced me, um, she was, she worked for Lululemon at the time and she was like, Hey, we're going to, you know, I'm the community coordinator. We're going to be giving out free hoodies at this boot camp class. And I was like, sign me up. I'm what in. year was this? 2011. Okay. Okay. So I like, I had zero interest in, in actually doing this class. I really just wanted the Lululemon hoodie. Right. And it was, I did get it and it was totally worth it. Oh yeah. um, That class was like the worst thing I'd ever experienced. It was like, I had to run and (laughs) do, which is still horrible. um, And do like kettlebell swings and TRX rows and like all of these things. Um, And I, you know, after that first class, I was like, that was the worst thing ever. I guess I'll, I should probably keep going. So I kept going once a week. That was, that was literally it. I would go once a week in addition to the other stuff I was doing. And, um, it was, it was really the closest thing to like quote training that I had done, you know, like picking up weights and putting them down Right. um, that I had done in a long time. And I remember at some point I actually saw physical progress. Um, like just from doing that class, like, and, you know, someone at some point said to me like, oh my gosh, Nat, like your arms, like they're, they're jacked, you know? And I was like, whoa, really? And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and that was, that was kind of a big moment for me because I was just like, wow, like I I'm doing this thing like once per week and it had that much impact. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then those, uh, the guys that were running, uh, this boot camp class were the Hong Kong rugby guys. So they were like part of the like international, like rugby team, you know, rugby sevens, like really great athletes. And they were the ones that ended up op- at some point opening a CrossFit gym, which is kind of what got me into that. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a pretty important time in my fitness journey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of the intro there. Um, it was kind of like that, like, wow, you, you can change your body sort of thing. And it's funny that it was a group fitness class too, because that seems like that's so many people that we work with kind of intro to it all as well. And typically evolves so much and changes so much. So what happened then? What was the next like pivotal thing for you? From there, um, I did end up getting into CrossFit. I'm incredibly type A and competitive, as you all probably know by now. Um, And so I was, you know, bit by the CrossFit bug. It was a lot of fun. It was really my um, intro to like serious weightlifting. It put a barbell in my hands, um, which I, you know, I credit that for a lot. Um, And then I remember in 2013, I got my first pull up. And I've, I've told this story before on this podcast when I was talking about my fitness background. Um, but before I was kind of talking about how, you know, I really was never happy with my body. Like I always wanted to change it. I always wanted to lose weight. I wanted to be smaller. I was never happy with how I looked. And that was really the basis for like any interest in exercise at all was to change my body. It wasn't for like, if I'm being completely honest, it was not for like health, wellness, and longevity. It was because I hated the way I looked Um, and quote, nothing worked. Right. But in 2013, when I got my first pull-up, I thought I was so proud of myself. I thought that was the coolest thing ever, um, that I could like pull my own body weight, you know? And, and I remember back to gym class days in elementary school where like none of the girls could do pull-ups and stuff. And I just, I was like, wow, I can't, I can't believe like I'm an adult and I got my first pull-up. And that was the moment where it really became more about what my body for like for a brief brief moment mm-hmm. it was about what my body could do and was capable of and right. nothing to do with what it looked like and right. that was even just that fleeting moment because that you know it was far from the end of that journey but that fleeting moment was just so liberating um and and you know that really just made me want to continue with CrossFit and this, this path into fitness and wellness. Um, cause that felt so much better than, than hating what I saw in the mirror. And I think that's such a good like place to be motivated from. I think most people's journey kind of starts similarly because there's something that they dislike about themselves. There's like the classic, like dude goes into the gym after a breakup or <laughs> whatever it is. But I think most people's journey starts there, but as you said, it's, if it can be motivated by something else, it's so much more powerful. And it again, makes you actually just enjoy the process. If it's always just like, I hate what I see and I want to like beat that into submission, like being motivated by that for 20, 30 years, is just not a fun way to live your life. It's not enjoyable. It's really it won't not. lead to the best results. Right. Um, it never does. It never does. Okay. So What's and, and that, was, that was one thing that CrossFit was really great for as well is that, you know, there is a big focus on, you know, tracking your lifts and like celebrating PRs. 
Um, so that was just a cool culture to be a part of. And of course, now I do that now with my own training and logbook and things like that, right. but that, that culture of, you know, tracking a logbook and progressing, um, and celebrating PRs was, was new and exciting. And, and I, I I'm not sure where I'd be like in my whole journey of self without that. And that's one of the coolest things though about like hypertrophy training as well is showing people this other lever that we have that can change your body so much when you do it properly. Um, and the logbook is a part of a big part of that celebrating progression there, but it's not necessarily dieting. And again, like there's a time and a place for it. I'm not like saying dieting is bad by any means, but like, uh, it's just a completely different way where it's more so again, like focus on what your body can do, what happens when you fuel yourself well, when you rest well, when you focus on again, like improving your quality of life as a whole. And again, like just treating your body well. And that's to me such a cool thing. And I think for most people, like kind of a liberating thing as well, where it just makes it so much more fun and enjoyable versus like, I need to die and get leaner. I need to get diet, diet and get leaner all the time. And again, like we work with a lot of people who want to get shredded. That is okay as well. We have to have to have a balance between the two. Yeah. And training is a huge part of getting shredded, right? Like there's Very nothing true. to get shredded too if you don't <laughs> have any muscle. All right. What happened next? Next, um, I'm, you know, skipping over a lot of stuff, but these were the things that really just stood out in my mind um, when we were like talking about this topic. Um, so my first coach or my first like online coach that I hired uh, way back in the day. Um, I hired Nick Shaw, who is the CEO of RP Strength. Mm -hmm. um, you know, back in the early, like they were kind of one of the early online, like nutrition guys. Yeah. I believe. Um, but I remember it's like, you know, Instagram was gaining popularity and like, you just went to their gallery and you saw like transformation after transformation. Right. Um, and I would see people that looked like me and I was like, Oh boy, like if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was a bit, a bit out of my price range at the time. And I, so I asked my family, you know, my, my birthday was coming up and I was like, this is literally all that I want. Like I want coaching from What's such a Natalie gift request too. <laughs> no. Um, but they actually did it. Um, which surprises me because if you know my family, they like hate like indulging me <laughs> they just hate playing along but um yeah so so they gifted that to me and i i did three months with nick shaw and um that was really my foray into what would later become my career just cool to look back on um but that was kind of cool because i for sure saw results right um and i just literally did as I was told and I saw results and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. That works. Cool. It's super weird how that works, huh? It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, that was pretty big. That was when I was like, Oh, like this really is about nutrition. You know, I feel like I had the training part down, you know, I was mm -hmm. like, I get that I'm active. I go to the gym like four or five times a week, every week, right. like obsessed right. with it, but you know, wasn't seeing the change. Um, so that, you know, that was a pretty critical moment. Um, but I would say that I'm going to fast forward now into later into my journey um, to about 2019 or so. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I had actually done a couple iterations with Nick, who is a great guy, by the way. Um, you know, but it just like nothing ever really stuck. It was like I was like kind of on or off sort of thing. Um, 
And then it really clicked for me when I went to my next nutrition coach um, in about 2019 or so. And I actually understood like how all of this worked. And it felt like, it felt like that was the point at which it, it became a lifestyle and like, it wasn't on or off. Right. Um, And so that was, that was pretty significant. Like, what do you think it was that like made that click for you? I have no idea. Cause it was, it was the same thing where I literally just did what I was told. I'm pretty good at that. (laughs) Um, but I think I, I just started to understand it more Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I, I was eating really high quality food that Mm -hmm. tasted good. And because it was, you know, nutrient dense foods, like I was eating a lot of food and like seeing remarkable change. And I was like, wow, this is, this is remarkable. Like I'm, I'm eating so much, but like, you know, I, I never feel hungry, but like my body's changing. Um, and then that was kind of around that same time where, because I, I finally understood like just the notion of like calorie balance mm-hmm. need to, you know, you need to eat the right amount of calories for your goals, whatever that may be. Um, and with that was kind of the onset of the IIFYM or if it fits your macros right. movements. And I fully admit I got into that. Um, but I needed to get into that to kind of like work my way through you know, some of my relationships with food issues and things like that. Um, and I was just like, like I would flex on myself and, and, you know, go get a dairy queen ice cream cone on a Wednesday just because I could. And no, not at all. Uh, but like, but for me, that was a huge deal. Right. And it's cool to understand that I've been there as well in my journey. And I do think that like the, I know for me as well, when I finally understood all that, which I'll talk about when I talk into mine, but it was like such a, again, for me, it wasn't until years and years. And I think like one point to bring out here is this is eight years in for you when it's really starting to click, right? And people look at you now, like coach laterally, you have those massive lats That's right. and it seems like all this is just so natural and easy for you. And you're just jacked and have been that way. <laughs> but again, like, how many now do we expect it to take eight years for a client to click for it to click for a client? No. But again, like how many people eight weeks into their journey are, is this just not for me because I don't feel like it's really fully clicking and this isn't easy for me yet. Where again, the time component is such an important aspect of it. Yeah. And like, you know, I always, I'm always posting on my Instagram stories about like all the different cereals that I'm trying. Like right now, um, there's a limited edition gingerbread cinnamon toast crunch that's out. Was it? 11 out of 10. Fantastic. Gingerbread like, is underrated. I would have to say. Agree. This is so good. Like you have no idea, but my point is, is um, I have this thing with cereal because that was like the thing that I thought I was never allowed to have. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, I, I do it for my pre-workout by the way. And that's like literally it. Um, but it is, it is like the one flex on myself that where like, it's like my, that's, that's my thing with cereal is that it's such a reminder to me that like, yeah, I can eat this. Right. And that really harkens back to those, those formative days of the IIFYM. It's funny too, to like move through this and see your journey, because I think we were both been a point. I think we're both at a point now where like how we eat is like pretty quote unquote boring. Yeah. <laughs> but for neither of us, it's like, it's just like how we want to. And it's funny how I think most people's evolution is like that. It goes from like, 
I'm scared to eat this food. I feel like I can't, I'm going to get fat if I eat this too. Like we go, like a lot of people go like pretty hard in the IFYM. And then it's like, yes, I'm hitting my macros, but I still don't feel the best. I'm not satiated. And then eventually like typically it's to the point where it's not something I'm doing because I'm afraid to, or like, I feel like I can't, I absolutely know how to, and I will, if I want to like work these foods in, this is just what makes me feel the best. This is just how I enjoy. Like, this is just what I enjoy the most. Right. Um, it's interesting how many people will have a similar path to that, but I'm sorry, go on. No, I agree. I think that's a really normal progression. Mm -hmm. Um, one that we see often, it's kind of like, don't take my word for it. You need to experience it for yourself sometimes. Sometimes Um, I wish people would take my word for it a little bit more, but (laughs) I can still, I can still appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. My clients, if you're listening, always take my word for it. I do think though, actually on that topic, there is another, you said one of your superpowers is kind of just being able to do what you're told. Um, now on a kind of a different tangent, I think the collaboration and education is a very important part of coaching. I want to, I want clients input. I want to know how you're feeling, but I, so many people are just so in their own way by like holding on so tightly and not being willing to just fully trust like what your coach is putting in front of you. And it is incredibly rare that the plan like doesn't work if you just execute or if you're struggling to execute, you just communicate with us what you're struggling with. We adjust the plan and then you can't execute on that. But for so many people like trying to hold on to that, like uh, I'm going to go do this instead. And then especially if we're not communicating that, the plan isn't the issue. Like that is actually the issue and the biggest thing that's holding back so many people, but that's kind of a, that's kind of a different point. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, willingness and readiness for actual change. And, you know, I, I was always just like, look, I fully admit, I clearly am not getting this right. There is a <laughs> big piece that I am missing. So by all means, like download on me and, you know, and let's get rolling. Um, it is truly crazy to see though, when someone approaches it with that attitude versus the like resistance, like I'm gonna hire a coach, but I'm so, I'm yeah. gonna question and I'm so like scared and hesitant to take on any piece of this, how much longer it takes to get there versus that client that's just cool. I'll follow the plan. We'll all talk through like anything that anything that's an issue and we can adjust that. And then I will follow that plan. It's insane. Like how quickly that person can progress if they're just willing to get out of their own way. But again, that could probably be a different podcast. So go yeah. on. Like when your your list of what you won't do is a lot longer than what you will do. Um, yeah, Great place to start coaching. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, after everything had clicked, um, then of course uh, we can all remember that COVID hit um, and, you know, all the gyms closed down. I was still pretty into CrossFit at that time, like coaching. Um, and, you know, I during COVID, I was like incredibly regimented. Like I literally had spreadsheets of things that I programmed for myself and, you know, was limited to a pair of like 35 pound dumbbells, TRX. Um, I went to the playground behind my apartment in Philadelphia and would like train on a, like a a playground, um, that was no one else was there. Um, and I would work like pull-ups relentlessly. Um, and I ended up just really doing like, you know, basically a hypertrophy program. Um, and I felt like, you know, I, I was also, um, still, uh, doing coaching, nutrition coaching with my coach at the time and working on that. And like, I, you know, during COVID I was like in some, like at the time, like the best shape I had ever been in. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that was just, that was really cool. Um, and I was really proud of that too, because of course I was like hundred percent responsible for my own training, nice. um, like programming execution uh, and all of that. And I was like on the money with my, uh, with my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just, that was just really cool. And that was when I, I get like a light bulb kind of went off and I was like, Oh, when these things align, it's like even more impactful. Um, so it was like, everything just kind of leveled up at that time. Um, and, and they cr- were no longer like two separate things. Right. You know, like kind of the synergy between training and nutrition is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just often thought about separately and they can be, can be. Um, but I think a lot of people really undervalue what you can do, um, when the two are working synergistically. Oh yeah. It is so important. I think that is still like one of the concepts in transforming your body. That's the most misconstrued people think of like their programming. And it's not like, again, like we always, at least in the realm that we work in, we always want to train, like we're trying to build muscle, but there are so many things that are interrelated between what we're doing with your training and what we're doing with your nutrition. Because it's very much, again, like, I always think of it like a car, right? Like the training is like the gas pedal and the nutrition is like the fuel in the tank. And like the, so many variables there that are just interrelated. That's so overlooked. It's crazy to me as well. Like even thinking through this, like that wasn't until 2020, that you really kind of started to get more into the hypertrophy side of things, Mm -hmm. which is wild because you are so incredibly knowledgeable with the programming side of things for hypertrophy and you're jacked too. Um, because no one can obsess like I can, like I go, very true. It's a gift. I go hard down a rabbit hole when I get into something. Um, okay. So talk us through from there. Like, what do you feel like was the next big moment for you? Um, next big moment, you know, so when, when all of that clicked, um, that was really when I was like, I, this is what I want to do for everyone else. Like I want to help everyone. Like I struggled with this for so long. I like lived in a body I hated. Um, and you know, that's a whole other discussion about, you know, other kinds of growth as well. But, you know, it it was just like, I, I felt like I lived in a prison for so long, Mm -hmm. like feeling like I could never get a sandwich at the restaurant or eat from the bread basket, you know? So all of this stuff really clicked. And I was like, I really, I don't want anyone to ever feel again, the way that I used to feel. So like, I really want to help people. So, um, you know, I got my like certifications, uh, and basically started a business and started taking clients. Um, and some of my first, my first client was, uh, like one of my best friends who is not in the fitness space at all. She's like a kick-ass lawyer, like very driven. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had a lot of, um, like clients from my CrossFit gym. Um, Yeah, I was very lucky that every, I was just gonna say, I was just so lucky that everyone, you know, trusted me with their journeys and it went really well, like right out of the gates. Um, But, you know, I also like hired a mentor and that's a whole other thing. Um, But I just, you know, that's, I just found this passion for like helping other people kind of unlock their potential and, and figure this stuff out that they'd been struggling with too. It's funny to see though, like everyone's like most pivotal moments and like, even like the difference between yours and mine, um, like for you that again, like kind of feeling like I'm not, I wasn't in a prison anymore. And also seeing like how that comes through in your coaching. One thing we've talked about a lot of times on the podcast is how good you are in the maintenance phase. You're exceptional in all of the phases, but I think that's something that you do better than anyone I've seen where it's like kind of helping people understand how to have like 
more of that food freedom. And it's not just like playing if it fits your macros or macro Tetris, but again, like kind of having that food freedom, very much being well-fueled, still changing their body composition and still like living an enjoyable life. Like you have a gift for doing that. Like no one else I've ever seen. And I've never like put that together, but it, it almost sounds like that stems from what you just described there. I never really thought about it, but that might very well be the case. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. And also you mentioned like through this entire time, you were investing in mentors, coaches, things of that nature, which again is something that I have always been very impressed by with you from like the first call we were on, just like your willingness to do that. That is something that as I've done a ton of as well, but not very many people that I know, like have been so intentional about it. Like you said, no one can obsess like you can, but that is such a big part of, again, I think why in so many things you're able to grow and learn so quickly is because you're willing, you can kind of see uh, like the long game and how those things will pay you back, so to speak. But again, I'm kind of distracting us. So take it back to your journey. All right. So, um, you know, I would have to mention like all of my injuries and I won't go through them, but I would say each injury was pivotal in its own right. Um, mm -hmm. because I always, you know, what I always tell clients is I'm like, Hey, this, this is probably like the universe, like putting the brakes on something for a reason, you know, there, your body's giving you a very clear sign that it is not happy. Um, and so we need to kind of like dial things back, figure out what's going on, work through it. And like, nothing humbles you more than an injury, nothing slows you down more than an injury. Um, and it just really calls a lot of what you're doing into question, you know, reevaluating if like the path that you're on, uh, is the right, the right one. Right. Um, and going through like rehabilitation, which I think, I think rehabbing an injury teaches you so, so much, um, about, you know, patience. Oh yeah. Um, you know, doing really, really boring work repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't mean to like gloss over that, uh, but there have been so many injuries and, you know, like we started out the podcast talking about how, um, uh, you know, like each, each kind of like pivotal moment has like taught us something like mm -hmm. that has definitely been the case with, with my injuries. Um, oh, same. I mean, like, and we were talking about how, like, it feels like the hardest thing that you had to deal with at that time. Um, and then looking back on it, it's like, oh yeah, I got over that. And now we're on to a new injury. <laughs> so not really, but you know what I mean? Um, so I wanted to mention those. Um, and then I would say next big one for sure would be the photo shoot prep that I did with you, which was you said hiring me was the most important part of all of this, right? That is literally never what I said. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but, uh, no, that was, that was definitely a pivotal moment. And so I am tying in, uh, my, um, relationship with elevated coaching systems to this, this discussion of photo shoot prep, you know? So I hired you as a mentor, mm -hmm. um, and then you also became my coach and, um, what started out as really just like, I was kind of already in a fat loss phase. Um, yeah. and, you know, I remember you were like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to, like, we could just build right now. Or like, do you want to keep going? And I was like, no, oh, like, let's keep going. And we kept going and we kept going. And, <laughs> and actually it wrapped up about this time one year ago. Um, but that, Damn, was, that was only a year ago. That's crazy. I know it feels like five lifetimes ago, um, in a good way, <laughs> but that was really like, you know, that was kind of 
when I like really started getting into like the, the physique side of things, you know, like, like much more like specific physique development, mm-hmm. you know, like bringing up certain muscle groups like strategically. And, um, and, and I like, I push myself harder than I, like I dieted harder than I had ever dieted before, um, at that point. And, um, really, really loved the process, honestly, so much. Like I could have, I could have kept going, <laughs> which is weird. Um, and then the, we just decided to add the photo shoot because it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to go to the time and trouble to, you know, to shred yeah. down, like we might as well document it. Um, which did, you know, make me push harder too, because there was an end end kind of end result to work toward. But yeah, I would say like that was, I mean, that whole thing was just pivotal because again, it, it like brought me to elevated coachings, uh, systems and, and yeah, it was the hardest I had ever pushed. Um, yeah. And we did definitely push you hard, but yeah. it never, you never acted like I was pushing you hard. No, it was, it, it was like, it was just really cool, honestly. Um, to kind of, you know, like I, like we kind of keep talking about how I'm just like, whatever, just, just tell me what to do, you know? And that was kind of, you know, I'd get my check-in and it's like, we're taking food down and it's like, well, okay, let's yeah. go. You as a client do, at least when I was coaching you, maybe this is since then, um, <laughs> you do an incredible job explaining how you're feeling without complaining or being negative but i think more so like putting those things objectively um and that was such a fun process i feel like for us as well i got to especially because what we worked i coached you for like four or five months before uh like three four months before you actually started with the team i feel like that was such an important part of like me really like getting to know you so well because I don't feel like I like had a good feel for you at first at all. I don't think I understood your sense of humor. Um, but no, I still don't. Um, but it, yeah, that's, I was so proud of the way you managed that entire process because we definitely pushed you hard, but it was cool to see like just how well you managed that and like the standard you held yourself to. And I also know that like that, like your transformation during that time, there are like, sometimes you will share someone's transformation and you will just have so many applications come in. Yours was definitely one of those, but I, and again, like it won't take everyone this long, but it's also important to realize this is 2022. Again, you started this in 2011, right? So that like quote unquote end result was 11 years after you started. So it's by no means, like, I think someone could hire you looking at that and be like, I hired you because I wanted this result and I'm not there. And six months and it's it might it now will you get as jacked as natalie i don't know but um still like understanding the amount of time that it took to get there i think is so important but you know something you talk about all the time is Mm -hmm. the fact that like you get better at this right you know, like it's, it's a skill, like anything, like specifically with regards to like dieting. So like, oh, yeah. like you literally just get better at it. Um, you know, every time you do it. And I think, you know, it is cool to kind of like look back, um, from like wanting to change my body since like pretty much the day I was born to like right. here in 2023. And it's like, I feel like I figured it out, but like, also guess what? I'm still working on it. <laughs> right. You know, like oh, I absolutely. Still have- and stuff so um 
but yeah, it's like anything, like it takes practice um, and, it, and you get better. But I think what was so fun about that whole process was it was so hard. It was so fun to be pushed so hard, but be held accountable to like such a high standard so consistently, you know, like it was because you do like if you aspire to if you are inspired, you you really like rise to that occasion. Right. Uh, and like you finish that process and, you know, you, you come out stronger and like, I, yeah, I was like, I was so proud of my work. Um, but also like hungry for more. I was like, right. Like when can we do this again? (laughs) No, I think that's one of the most impactful things. So specifically something like that, um, for some people it's fat loss for some people it's like building places and pushing harder in their training. But like the photo shoot prep for me, very similarly, it was like the first time I did that was like, I had never held myself to that high of a standard and like see myself be that consistent and that disciplined and like not just like it was always easy, but the fact that it was so hard so many times was what made it rewarding because I saw myself like for the first time not quit when I would have in the past. And that's like such a rewarding thing, right? It That's like such a huge part of the power of all this and why it can be so impactful for people past just like you looked ripped for a while. Um, so I think that's an incredible point. Yeah. Um, so really I, you know, I mean, that kind of, I went through quite a few of my, you know, kind of pivotal moments and and Mm -hmm. the last one I'll wrap up with is, um, you know, I I had to do a health phase for quite a while. Like we had to recover, um, you know, after, after pushing so hard and like understood that was just like part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I hated it. Uh, (laughs) but in retrospect, sitting here literally a year later, I am so glad that happened because I can honestly say that my right now, my relationship with food and my body is the best that it's ever been. So in my life and you, you know, I would look back at the end of that photo shoot prep when like, you know, I was getting lots of compliments from people like, wow, you're shredded. You, you look great. You know? And like, I thought at the time, like that was going to be my best ever physique, you know? And it's, it's really hard to come, come out of that. And, you know, you have to put on weight and like, you know, we've, we've talked about things like this before, Mm -hmm. but it's, I, it's so cool. Literally a year later where I'm like, what, 20 pounds up about from where I was at that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pretty much exactly. and I feel the best I ever have about myself and my body and my relationship with food. Like I have an entire bag of Halloween candy that my mom gave me <laughs> that's sitting up in my cabinet. And I've literally had like a piece yeah. every, of every other day. And like before right now, I, I, I just wouldn't have had it in, in, in my kitchen. And like that would have never, I'd never be where I was now had I not had to like take a full year off from like dieting and, and going down that road. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I want to end my, my pivotal moments. I think that's an incredible final insight though, because I think that that relationship and almost like feeling like you can quote unquote control yourself around these different foods is oftentimes something that takes a lot longer and so much like trial and error and slowly getting better at it over months and months and months and sometimes much longer than that 
before you really feel like you're at the place that you described, right? This is 2023. This journey started in 2011. Now, again, is it going to take 12 years? For everyone, probably not. For some people, it might though, right? And that's okay, right? For you, it did take 12 years, but look where you are now, right? Versus like, what if you would have quit? Because it's, man, I overate again, screw it. Or like, I struggled around the Halloween candy in 2021, screw it. Like, I'm just not cut out for this. It's just so much, again, like everything in this journey is just about like, okay, I'm working through this obstacle. And of course we encourage high standards, but still like, so much of it is just, again, like, as you said, that skill that will just gradually improve over time. Um, anything else to add? I think that was a great way to sum up all of yours. Um, no, I'd, I'd love to get into some of yours here. Cool. All right. Um, so, I mean, I played football in high school. So what that was like 2007 to 2011. Um, so we had weight training for that. That was really like, when I started training, I honestly didn't care about it at all until like 2009. I've talked about this a lot of times, so I won't go too deep into this, but uh, me and Wyatt, who you know, um, dude, right. I lifted with in high school, college, uh, one of my best friends, we thought it'd be hilarious to be able to do like the peck pop thing. So that was <laughs> the thing that got us into actually tr- training hard and basically just bench press every day. It would alternate between barbell bench press and dumbbell bench press. But I really started to enjoy it then. Um, I wasn't taking it super seriously, but I remember we would like go like, we didn't know what anything did. Like at the time we thought like pre-workout was like, my dad gave me a tub of pre-workout and we thought pre-workout was like illegal. Like we thought it was like a drug that we shouldn't have because <laughs> like when you first took pre-workout, it was crazy. And that was like in the days of like Jack, Jack 3D, like, jacked however you say that to where <laughs> so i remember like like trying to like hide it in my locker at school and my mom would be like are you sure you should be taking that it's like oh yeah i know it's fine mom um and like protein powder one of those too. where you like accidentally like it fell out of your locker so I was <laughs> <see> it. <laughs> um how hardcore you were <laughs> so funny to think about but i remember like all the guys in like the football locker room were like dude what do you what is that i was like <laughs> just just pre-workout don't um but like nobody even like knew what it was which is so funny and like me and Wyatt would go get this like cheap protein powder at walmart that tasted terrible and like just like mix it with these giant blue powers and it would just be so bad um but anyways that was kind of the start um and then actually after a breakup in high school was like i feel like when i started to take it more seriously i was just a sad boy and just thought getting jacked would help um and honestly for me that (laughs) no um i was i was sad and a little bit more jacked than i was previously but still only my pecs at the time um but then i mean in in college like right then i kind of got the idea actually the first day i took pre-workout me and my buddy just went and trained for like three hours i was like so hyped it's like this is the craziest feeling ever and that day i was like dude i'm gonna be a personal trainer this is what i'm gonna do and i like hadn't even been into lifting before so weird how that worked out um but again like still like kind of from that point that was really like the only thing i had found that i enjoyed doing um like i think my parents were always very worried about me and i was worried about myself because it was like i literally just didn't care about anything i didn't like have any drive it's funny like how similar you and i are but i think at that time how different we were because i didn't have any drive to do anything and literally all through college as well lifting was the only thing I cared about. Now for me, I really struggled with like insecurity. And I think it was the only thing I 
had found that I was good at and kind of gave me validation. So I thought like, once I get jacked enough, I will like myself, other people will like me and that'll like fix all my problems, which of course isn't how it worked. But, um, that for me was like the driver for a long time. But, um, from there, like, uh, finding like teenation in the bodybuilding.com forums, like 2012, 2013, 2014, I was just obsessed with those. And like, I was terrible. I was a terrible student. I was terrible at like doing my homework, but I would just like sit there and read like teenation, which again is just like a, I don't think people like get on there anymore, but there's like tons of blogs and like forums that are all about like program design, nutrition, things of that nature. And I was just obsessed with it. So really like I was super into like designing our training programs and whatnot for me and my buddy through like all that time. Um, and I, I think like I went from 170 when I started college, 6'3 to like 245. Now, I definitely put on a lot of body fat during that time as well, but I added a good amount of muscle also. Um, and really for me, I didn't know what I was doing with nutrition, um, much at all. I started training in, I started training other people in 2014. And again, it was kind of like, I just didn't know what I was. I just didn't care about anything else. I just didn't like doing anything else. And this was always kind of like what I thought I was going to do. Um, but really one of the pivotal moments for me was around that same time when I hurt my shoulder. Um, so I was snowboarding and I landed on my shoulder and separated my AC joint. And basically from there, it was like, I thought it was going to be like 12 weeks where I was, and I was going to be like back to normal, but it was like 12 weeks until your arm is kind of like usable again. And it was really like a good couple of years before it was like relatively normal. Um, but that for me was like, because like my barbell bench press at the time was like my identity basically. Um, and I couldn't do that anymore. So for me, from a lot of perspectives, that was like one of the best things like for my development and my career, that was one of the best things. First, that really caused me to do a lot of like introspection into why is this so much of my identity? And also like just my physique, right? I'm all for setting goals. I I love this shit more than I more than ever. But at the same time, again, like why is this so much of my identity? Do I want there to be more than just that to me? Um and that, I mean, that was so helpful. It was painful at the time, but it did really force a lot of changes. Um, but then also for working with clients taught me so much first about helping others train through injuries. So many people have shoulder issues. And at the same time, I was also having like a recurrent back issue that I had to work through that was extremely helpful for me. Um, and during that time, honestly, for over the next like six, eight months, because I really like couldn't train, I would just get frustrated when I would go in and like, and it was on me. I wasn't doing my rehab exercises and I like would just get frustrated to go into the gym and try to do what I did before. I couldn't. So I just get pissed off and I would leave. And I did that for like six, eight months. And basically by the end of that, I was still 245, but I had so much less muscle and much more body fat. And so then I was like, I remember seeing a picture of myself on someone's Snapchat story and I was like, whoa, that is what I look like now. Um, I had gained a ton it of body fat. Stuff, right? Disappear <laughs> after a day. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Um <laughs> but I had no idea like what to do. So I remember like, all right, I'm on a mission. Um, I'm going to change this. I, it's like, I got to change. So I was like, well, I got to start doing cardio. So I remember like one day reading on T nation hit was the way to go. So I like one day I went into the rec center and like flipped tires and like hit the tire with a sledgehammer. I did like three rounds and I was like, fuck this, <laughs> this, is, this isn't for me if this is what it takes. Um, but eventually I stumbled onto uh, I call it the ground beef diet. Anabolic fasting is what it was called at the time. So it was I would 
fast in the mornings, I would just eat ground beef, vegetables, and um, avocado. And I was similar to your obsession abilities. That's how I was where it's like, this is all I am doing. And I did that. I think I lost like 40 pounds over the next six months doing that. And it was the first time I successfully changed my, was able to like lose body fat. Right. So similar to your experience, like that's when I first understood how do I use nutrition to lose body fat? But again, keep in mind, like this is like 2015. So for me, this is still like six years into my journey. Um, and the, but again, it would be like, I would eat lunch. I would eat ground beef, a bag of frozen vegetables and an avocado. Avocados were so bad. It would be like, I started like, they tasted so bad, but it was like a battle with myself to where like, I'm not going to bitch out and like, let these avocados beat me. So <laughs> I would like set this timer and like before 30 seconds is up, I have to use avocado and I'd just be like gagging and stuff, which I still don't really like avocado outside of guacamole. Um, but also tell me that doesn't sound like something you would also do. Um, so, uh, I love avocado. So more for me. So anyways, within that, basically I got to the end of that and I had been following a ketogenic diet. And by that point, cause it was a low carb diet. I thought not eating carbs was the reason that I had lost all that weight. So I was terrified to eat carbs, but it was also kind of at a point where it's like, I can't maintain this. So what happened is the next couple of years, I would just kind of yo-yo up and down and up and down. I would gain 40 pounds, lose 40 pounds, gain 40 pounds, lose 40 pounds. That's why to me, it's like such a, like working through the maintenance phase. And so many people like after their initial fat loss phase do struggle. And they're shocked that they struggle and they think they're alone in struggling after that initial battle phase is over with like, I'm overeating now. Like what's wrong with me? And like, think they're so alone in that when it's no, trust me, this is so normal for everyone. That maintenance, learning how to maintain that result is just as much a skill that takes time and is just as hard to learn as it is learning how to get good at the skill of dieting. Um, so honestly, for me, that continued, like I was tracking my macros off and on throughout all that, I like knew how to track them, but I would just like track my protein. And I didn't understand just like, even at that time, I remember telling this girl at the rec, like she was trying to tell me like, you don't need to cut carbs, just track your macros. I'm like, no, cutting the carbs is why I lost this weight. Don't you get it? And I like, I was very convicted in this. And I thought I was like, I can't believe she thinks it's just like this calorie deficit. But I remember around 2016, um, and part of it, honestly, part of it was well, was like seeing, I was like coaching clients in person at this time and trying to help them with their fat loss and seeing like, no one can like stick to this. Like I was able to during this time. Um, and I stumbled across Eric Helms. It was before the books were out, I think, but he had the muscle and strength pyramids videos on YouTube and he had the nutrition pyramid. And to me, that was like crazy. Like we have this order of this hierarchy of importance, right? We have adherence, we have calories, we have your macros, we have your micros, et cetera. And to me that like just blew my world open. So then from there, um, for the next couple of years, I did like Ray and flexible dieting more, just tracking my macros more, but still it would be like, I was very inconsistent. I knew I like started to understand like, okay, I would just track my calories. I would lose weight. But then I would always yo-yo back up. And again, like maintain that was very hard for me. Um, which really brings us to 2018, which is when I actually hired my first coach, which was one of the most pivotal things for me. Um, at the time, I really just felt like it wasn't practicing what I was preaching to my clients. And I was also like getting much more serious about like, I've been saying, I want to like build this online business for so long and I haven't like been taking action on it, but also I am not the person that I need to be to lead that. My actions aren't like who I need to be to lead that. So I hired someone who 
was like kind of at the time who I felt like I needed to be to lead that. And I respected them a lot and I knew I would be very accountable to them. Um, and very similar to like what you described with your own photo shoot. That was like, for me, didn't start out as a photo shoot prep. I was just like, man, like I hate not feeling like I'm practicing and preaching. I'm sick of this. I am going all in on this. And basically by the end of this process, no matter what client I take on, especially because I have these aspirations to do so much more on the online side of things, which that was really kind of just starting for me. I want to be able to tell them I can get you there. And I have gotten myself to that point. And that was like so huge for me. Um, and honestly, what it was like a nine month process to get to my photo shoot prep. Um, but I mean, I ended that like it was the leanest I had ever seen myself. And I was amazed at like how much different my physique looked, right? Like how much more muscle I had than I thought I did. And I looking back at those now, it's like, man, I was so skinny. But at the but time, when you it was, started, did you think like in your mind, you did you think like you could ever look like that? I didn't you know. No. I mean? You had like never seen yourself like that. Right. No, I didn't. And that's again, like it's for so many people as well. It's training for muscle growth is so important. And like having that base of muscle, like we both did when we got at that point is such a huge part of it, but truly like getting to like that level of leanness as well. It was insane for me to see like, holy shit, like all these people I compare myself to and think like I could never do that. I felt like I kind of had done that. And for me, I had just committed to like, I was just by this point, so sick of like so many things I had been doing. It was like a crazy change for me. Like I, throughout that process, like I hired this student and just like all these dominoes started falling where I like ended a relationship I was in that like I knew wasn't the right thing. Um, I left the gym to go like start elevated coaching systems and like really go all in on that. And I just committed to like, especially when it was, because I, I think I started in June and it was October when I committed to doing the photo shoot and it was okay. When I look back at this, how I want to look back at it is I want to know I gave that everything I possibly did everything I've done in my life up to this point, I feel like looking back on it, it's like, I have asked that I could have done better. I'm disappointed in that. I'm so sick of that. I don't want to look at that at anything. I don't want to look at this like that. And that was like so many areas of my life where I just felt like that. And it's like, okay, this is enough. It was, it was a huge pivotal uh, point of change for me. And also really started to show me like, it also really showed me how to coach someone so much better. Like on the online side of things, I think like my ability as a coach grew so much during that. Um, so that was a huge one for me. And then um, the next year after the photo shoot, so basically that was 2019. And again, keep in mind, this is 2018. So this was five years into my journey. Um, the next year after my photo shoot was also pretty, because pretty hard for me, not hard for me, but like I learned a lot during this time. Um, because as you said, I was getting so much validation for that, where people were like, holy shit, dude, like, what did you do? You're so shredded. And for a while, that in itself was where like, some of our clients were, some of my clients at the time were coming from because we didn't have the team yet, but like a lot of clients were coming from that. Um, and that, that kind of dried up. And, but for me, basically for the next year, I was like, okay, I'm here. I need to stay this lean. And basically I just felt like shit. Um, I similarly, like even with food, I remember like really starting to be worried, like, oh shit, I shouldn't eat that. Like, and again, like, even like if it fits in my macros, like that food needs to be like off limits to me, which I don't think is. And again, there's like different shades of gray here, but it was like interesting because I never had struggled with that before. Um, but basically I just tried to stay too lean during the time. I didn't build any muscle. 
Um, and at the end of the year, it was like, man, I just really haven't made any progress going into 2020. But also for me, that was so helpful to realize, like, I remember uh, I had Jordan Syed actually on the podcast. It was like right when I first started the podcast and him saying, like, I always want my coaching service to be based on my ability to help my clients and not on my own physique. And I really think that's something that like, I was like, man, that resonates with me so much. And that is how I've been going about things. And I don't want to approach it like that anymore, which I think is very accurate for our company now. Like we definitely practice what we preach, but none of it is built on like, look how jacked we are. And you can do exactly what I do if you just train exactly you, like you me. have to like scroll pretty far down to actually like see our photos i do i think we have a couple pinned at the top but like right. it's not our pages are very much not about us right because also like this journey is individual and what will work best for everyone is different um but for me that was also such a good learning experience and again i really think like we talk so much about the phasic approach now but for me, just truly realizing like how much of a difference that would make for my own physique and the progress I've been able to make since then versus like in that year is just night and day difference. I would say the next big moment for me was um, the photo shoot prep that I did with Brandon DeCruz, shout out to our guy Brandon uh, in 2022, who I still, of course, work with. Um, this was originally just going to be a mini cut for Bali, which I didn't end up going to Bali because Tristan's passport didn't come in time. Um <laughs> I could have gone on my own. And honestly, now I would have, I wish I would have been, but, uh, that was like kind of the same time you really came on. And I think, you know, like how hectic things were that first couple months. Um, I forgot that we were both like basically prepping at the same mm -hmm. time. Like, yeah. yeah, which was actually, that was fun too. That was like such a fun time. And I look back on that so fondly. Um, cause similarly with Brandon, it was honest, it kind of felt like, I felt going into that first photo shoot prep, but at a different level to where our business had grown a lot at that point and was kind of realizing like my evolution as a leader and what that needed to look like. Um, and so much of it again is like, really like, I actually need to showcase more of what I do um, and lead from the front. I think that's very important, but so, and, but also again, like I need to like push myself to a new level I have once again. Um, so that's where I know, like, I think like every day I posted on my store, like we don't miss. And I would like post my steps or something like that. I would tag y'all, but that was like, really like going into that. I was like, okay, once again, the level of clients we've worked with has leveled up. Um, the standards we hold our clients to has leveled up. And I want to display to everyone first, like how much more capable, how much more dialed in you're actually capable of than many people think they are. Because for some people, this is new and they haven't seen like, what it looks like when a bodybuilder handles things. Now you might not even handle things to that extent, but I wanted to be the example of like, this is how dialed in you can actually be. So for me, it was like, I'm actually not going to miss. I'm not going to miss a single cardio session. I'm not going to miss my step goal. I'm not going to miss on my macros. I'm not going to miss on my meal plan. And that for me was, it was fun. It was a very hard push. I got way leaner than I had ever had before. Um, it wasn't something where I was, I enjoyed it. It was different because it wasn't something that I ever questioned I was capable of like the first time that I did it, mm -hmm. but it was cool to see how impactful it was like on our clients and our company. And just like, again, like I think me like showcasing that was extremely helpful from that regard. Um, and also just like kind of sharing with our clients that we were in it with them and like us, like the salad wars thing 
was just like the, I feel like that was a time as much as anything else where we were able to create so much community and really start to create like so much better relationships with everyone like in our I feel like like we have such a good culture within our coaching company now and I feel like for some reason and I think that also part of it was that it was the same time that you were starting to work with us and I think that's something that you added so much to elevated coaching systems um but that was just like such a cool thing to see um Honestly, I don't know if that really ties in too much to like my own physique journey, but it was cool to like push it to that next level. Um, I think so, I just remember you saying at the time, um, I believe you were on a meal plan. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's what I was. I remember you just saying at the time, you're like, I mean, I like, I know how to do this. Like, I know how yeah. to dial in. I know how to be accountable. But like, I think, I think an important takeaway um, for the audience here is like, a, like, again, like, how you've been able to build on each experience and like right. how each experience you've like leveled up and aspired to like a higher level, you know, like there are layers and levels to all of this work, you know? Yeah. And, and like, if you're just starting out, it's like, okay, like, you know, maybe we don't need to be like, you know, as dialed in as you were for this like second photo shoot, for example, because mm -hmm. you might not have that skill set yet. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think that's just an important takeaway here that like, yeah, it's something you get better at. And as you get better, you aspire to more. Mm -hmm. And also though, like I've made so much progress since I started working with Brandon. And I remember telling Katie, like, I, I took this all very seriously. I've always loved training, but I remember telling Katie, like, I don't know if I'm ready to hire Brandon. I don't know if I'm ready to like take it that seriously because I knew like how he approached things and the standard that I would be held to. But at the same time, that's why I wanted to hire him. And I will say like the, the last, what almost, I guess like 15 months we've worked together. Again, I've made so much more progress than I did the last few years prior, but a big part of that was because it was like, finally, like, okay, to go to the next level, not more so like, again, like I have more so related to our company than my own physique, but I'm very happy with the progress we made there. But like, I need to be willing to like execute at that next level. And again, that's such a big part of it. Um, the value of meal plans was also a very huge thing for me. Like I think before that we were still kind of like, we more or less kind of need to create our own meal plans, but like a lot more still in the flexible dieting side of things. And like from the way I coach, but also like even like how I structure my own nutrition, where I basically always follow a meal plan now. Um, and again, just like if I want to have a couple of meals where I play a little bit more macro tests per week, that's fine. But especially in fat loss phases, just going to follow that. Like that taught me so much in that regard. Um, and also just how to better help clients in those phases. And I've learned a ton from Brandon as a coach that has helped me so much in that area as well. But also I think like the, the follow-up, like the building phase with him, um, I learned just as much there where again, similarly, like something that's come up several times in our work together has been like realizing that a lot of the times I've had a struggle with the same limiting beliefs that clients do. Like I remember in our building phase, um, like January, February, right around, right around that time. I actually think it was like March, like telling him like, man, dude, we're so, I'm so busy right now. I have so much on my plate. I don't think I can manage this. And that's how like a lot of my building phases have gone in the past where it's like, I can diet. That's fine. I'm good at getting lean because it's just less time, but I have a lot of my plate. I'm okay with this not being my top priority. Um, and so like my peri-workout nutrition or even like my focus in my sessions and things of that nature, I just like wouldn't manage it as well. 
And it's like, all right, man, like take some time and think about it, like figure out like, is that actually how we need to approach this? I'm not going to push you in either direction. Just think about it. And then like, again, like working through like, okay, does that really have to be true? Do I really have to like, let this go our company? And like, this is the top priority, but does that mean I have to do this other thing worse? Or can I change my expectations of myself? And again, I've talked about like, okay, I'm spending an hour on Instagram per day. Like, how can I like is that actually as much of a priority to me as the other things? Like, where can I find the time? If I actually like, if I ask, this is going to require me to like change my daily actions, but can I actually not make these things work? Or am I just choosing not to? And for me, it was like, oh, I'm definitely just choosing not to, right? There are so many ways where I can get more organized. I can be more efficient. I can stop wasting as much time on social media. And like, again, for me, that was very helpful because I think it might be at a different level, but so many people, or it might be at the same level, but so many people like kind of struggle with that same, like, I'm too busy. I can't make it work right now. Right. And there's so much like it will understanding that it might not just change, require changing the way that you manage your nutrition, but it might require the change, changing the way you like prioritize how much time you spend on social media. Right. Or like we talked about like, are you caught up on your current, on your favorite show on Netflix or your three favorite shows or whatever it is? Well, Netflix releases them all at once, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like if you're caught up on those favorite shows, we might have time to do this. We make it a priority. It's just like, are we choosing to or not? Now, again, like, I think that varies by the person. I'm not saying everyone has the same 24 hours in the day, but to me, like realizing that, and again, like I may just need to expect more for myself and change the way I'm prioritizing different things, but I absolutely can make both of these things work well. That's been a very impactful thing. And again, I think it's been a big part of the progress that I've made over the last year or so. But I'd say that's really my journey up to now. I think also, though, something that you touched on that was interesting that that people might need to hear is um, that a build phase like does require intention. And I honestly think a build phase takes to do it well. I guess I, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it I think so many people attention. just think like they think about like a deficit, like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to like push myself really hard and like really dial it in. And then, you know, they get into like a maintenance or a build phase and they just don't like take it as seriously because it feels mm-hmm. at least on the nutrition front in, in a way. I mean, the calorie front specifically, it feels like you're taking your foot off the gas, but it's just it's like it's that intensity has to be implied applied elsewhere. Yeah. I just think a fat loss phase is kind of like fat loss phase is kind of like the Iliad and the build phase is kind of like the Odyssey. Um, the fat loss phase is just like, we are like taking these ships straight to Troy. We're very directed. We know exactly where we're going and it's so easy. It's not easy, but it's much easier to stay focused. And the build phase is like, we're on the way back and there's all these sirens and all these distractions. And there's so it's so true. Um, anyways, I don't know if that will actually resonate with very many people that aren't huge nerds, but um, (laughs) I was like, I took Latin for four years. That went over huge with me, (laughs) (laughs) but truly I think that doing a build phase and doing it well, a fat loss phase is oftentimes like, I just have to commit to being dialed in for 12 weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, especially once you get good at it, a building. And like, if my sleep isn't on point, I'll probably still lose fat. It's an important variable. If I'm not like pushing myself extremely hard in training, that's important, but I'll still maintain, right? Whereas a building phase is so much of like, my sleep has to be good. It's so much easier for me to not do well with my nutrition, my micro, my micronutrition, my peri-workout nutrition, my stress management, my intention and training. And then it's 
we're just not making progress. Right. So I, I think they're both like, they have their, they each have their own challenges, but I think that's a good way to that journey back to Ithaca. It's a long road. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So, and no, I thought like we, you know, to wrap this up, um, you know, we didn't really want to make this so much about us, <laughs> like our biography. This was a lot longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> it was. Sorry, everyone. Um, but the things that I really wanted to highlight with today's discussion um, are like just a few main points that hopefully came through. And that is like, number one, like no one is born knowing how to do this stuff. Right. <laughs> like, far from it. Everyone starts somewhere and there are like layers and levels to everything that you do. And like every time you level up, there will always be a level above you. Um, and that also like all of the things that we laid out that were, you know, pivotal for us, it wasn't the actual thing itself. It was like the journey to get there, you know, That's like so important. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was, I mean, we had a photo shoot at the end of a really hard deficit, you know, and I, but I neither got of us even like talked about our photo shoots as being yeah. the, right. We didn't even like mention the photo right, shoots. Exactly. It was the journey. It was the process there that was the most exactly. important. And like, even though, you know, I highlighted like my first pull up, it's like a lot went into that. It was like what the pull up represented. It mm-hmm. wasn't like the pull up itself. Right. Yeah. Those things were um, meaningful and piv- and pivotal for us because was us working through extremely hard things and not quitting. Not because it was like, oh, wow, I hired a coach and this was so easy. Right. Um, and I think also, you know, it all like all of these processes that we have been through, which led us to these pivotal moments is like how we've been able to cultivate this love for the process. And like, it is that love of the process and addiction to the process that really keeps us coming back. It's not, you know, it's not because I just want to keep getting my first pull up over and over. Like, I just want to keep doing photo shoots. It's like, every time I put myself through like photo shoot prep, you know, or, you know, something really hard, I, I learn something about myself every time. Um, I learn what I'm capable of. I learn, you know, the things that I thought that I had worked through, maybe I didn't work through as well as I thought, you know, or it's just like another level to like that thing that I've always been working through. Right. And I think you can hear that though. Like when we talk about this is we both just love it. We love training. We love talking about training, love training our lats. and. the more you can focus on like that. If Natalie was still like 36 years into this, I'm just kidding. Your journey of, I know it hasn't been that long, but if it was still just like, I really hate my body. And I want to change it. This would have been such a miserable, miserable journey rather than like something that was exciting and fun for you. And I think it's such a powerful thing to, again, like rather than focusing on what you like, Hey, and you want to change. And that can be a powerful driver for people. But if you can shift it to like what I'm excited for, what I like about this, what I like about the way it makes me feel, how cool it is to see these changes and how you're excited for more, that just makes it so much more enjoyable and sustainable versus just doing it because it's like, I hate what I see. And and again, that's it's less like you're falling off and more so it's like a journey and the struggles are accepted and we're like okay with working through them. Yeah, 100%. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we just wanted to end with, you know, um, encouraging you to be a student of the game for life, right? Student for life. Um, And that mentality um, will just, I I think if you commit to that, 
um, and you do find a way to find joy in the process, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the outcomes, even though like what we're saying is to not make it about the outcome. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, but again, like that, just solely focusing on the outcome just doesn't make the journey enjoyable. And we, some, we typically people who are only focused on the outcome and don't find a way to enjoy the process typically struggle to sustain things for very long. So I think this is a great summary of our journeys, a uh, very much more long-winded than I expected, but hopefully this was valuable. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time.